Welcome to Cyberspin, the podcast that brings you expert insights. Subscribe to Cyberspin on Apple iTunes, Spotify, or your preferred podcast platform. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Cyberspin, the podcast that delves into the world of CMMC, cybersecurity, and compliance. I'm Rob Teague. I'm your host and the uh, Senior Manager of CMMC Services, Certified Assessors, Certified Professional, uh, and everything CMMC. Today is really about Dr. Thomas Graham, my partner in crime, who's joining us today. So welcome, Thomas. Thanks, Rob. It's always a pleasure when everything is about me. I just want to let you know that. <laughs> I'm sure. So Thomas is our uh, vice president and CISO of Redspin. He's also our lead assessor. He's our provisional instructor and in everything CMMC, just like me. So today we're going to be talking about the hottest topic that's out there right now, which is the latest release of NIST 800-171 Revision 3. If you haven't heard, it's out and it's in the 60-day public comment period. So now is your time to review it and get some comments back if you need something addressed. Uh, keep in mind, currently right now, uh, the CMMC program falls under NIST 800-171 Revision 2. That makes up the really the base and foundation of the CMMC program. So any changes that come out with this Revision 3 is definitely going to impact the program going further. So, Thomas, if you could start us off by providing a little overview of what some of the updates are that uh, NIST has kind of thrown at us. <laughs> All right. So there, there are several important changes, you know, at a high level that Rev3 brings into the equation. You know, the first and, and foremost is under Rev2, a lot of the discussion has been around the NFO controls, those items that are expected to be satisfied without specification by the federal government. The majority of those have been brought into the actual content of NIST 800-171 Revision 3. Honestly, this is a good thing. It, it provides, you know, more focus and more clarity in, into what is going to be required. Additionally, with that, NIST uh, changed the format of those practices when you, if you actually read through it. They in, included something called ODPs, uh, those organizationally defined parameters. What these are is it provides latitude to the agencies uh, when they're wanting to implement the NIST 800-171 Rev 3 items to provide specifications for organizations that they're wanting to see these, uh, these items in place for. I mentioned that specifically because when Rev3 first dropped, one of the things, you know, I saw out and about was, oh my God, they're organizationally defined parameters. This could kill NIST. This could give more latitude to OSCs when they're going through this. That's not actually the case. If you actually look through uh, the document and the references that are in the document, it actually references back to the specific definition of ODPs and who they are within the NIST documentation. In a nutshell, it points back to the federal agency. It doesn't point to the, the actual commercial organization. This is important for two different reasons. The first reason is one, as CMMC 800-171 CUI comes into the lexicon for agencies outside of the DOD, this provides those agencies the latitude to identify how they want their uh, contractors, their support structure to address the requirements. The second thing why that's important is one of the other uh, immediate contents was, oh my God, they removed FIPS 140 TAC 2 validated. Specifically, 
Yes, but if you read further into it, it actually leaves in place the requirements for some of the cryptography to either be based on FIPS or NSA. So if you're a DOD organization, more than likely FIPS 140 TAC2 validated is, is not going away. It, it's going to be around for a while. Uh, Rob, did you have any big takeaways from Rev3 when you looked through it? Well, that, that was the biggest. I personally feel that's going to cause a lot of confusion with the ODP. So I appreciate you breaking that down. The other thing that I really took away from the way NIST Revision 3 is, is written, it doesn't have all the objectives in each of the practices like NIST 800-171 Revision 2 does. So where we've been going through joint surveillance assessments currently, we're basing, you know, uh, each organization has to meet the 320 objectives. Now, is that still the same case under Revision 3? Because the objectives aren't listed out there. And most of them, not all of them. Some of them have them, but not all. No, no, I agree with you. I, I think... You know, once this goes final, and full disclosure for everyone, Rev3 is going to be a year or two down the timeline before anybody really has to start start worrying about it. I think what they're going to do is for the assessment guides, this is where those organizationally defined, if you will, the federal agencies are going to come into play with that specific assessment guides. Keep in mind CMMC 2.0 currently uh, based, of course, NIST 800-171 Rev 2, but the assessment methodology is based on NIST 800-171 Alpha. Now, with the new overarching document, Rev 3, once it becomes final, guess what now has to be updated? Well, the assessment methodology that's in 800-171 Alpha has to be updated to correspond to what the new requirements are. Will that result in less objectives or more objectives? I don't know. Um, it just depends on how they're going to break them down. The key thing for folks to realize is the majority of, of the items that's in Rev 3 honestly are included in, in Rev 2. They're worded a little bit differently. They provide more latitude from an agency perspective. But as we've always you know, said over the last few years, you can't continue to, to wait for these things. Organizations that have already started on the journey, if you're working towards Rev 2, keep working towards Rev 2. This is because we don't even have the final rule yet. The final rule when it comes out, probably going to be based on Rev2. We all know how quickly the DOD changes official rules or official processes like this. So you can probably, and this is my opinion, this isn't a, a statement of fact or anything, but my opinion is you can probably look forward to working with Rev2 for at least the next three, possibly even four years before everything else comes into play. Yeah, and that's an interesting point because we also had conversations with some of the other C3PAOs at CMMC Day, etc. And some, you know, the key leaders in this marketplace here or this ecosystem. And that was one of the things that we talked about. That in addition to some of the challenges that this will place on organizations. Again, if they don't have to worry about this for a couple of years, they'll have plenty of time to prepare for it, providing they get an assessment now under the Joint Surveillance Program or the CMMC rule becomes official in early next year, and then they get an assessment right away, then they'll be, as we say, it's a snapshot in time, right? So they'll have their assessment based off revision two. Their next one, when they catch up for recertification, would involve revision three. So they have that whole time to to work towards revision three. No, you're, you're, you're absolutely correct. And the last caveat that, that I would supply 
Again, this is my opinion. This isn't based on a statement of fact. So I, I do want to qualify it with that. My biggest takeaway from Rev3 is the change in language, the change in language away from something that, you know, a lot of folks I think would would agree is more DOD centric and moved it towards a more upper echelon government type document. I think my opinion, again, the reason why they did this is the other agencies that are starting to look at CMMC and NIST 800-171 from a process to maintain the confidentiality of CUI. You know, think back, Rob, why was CUI designations created in the first place? It was created so that way information could be shared across government agencies a little bit easier. So if they're wanting to make the standardization of the categorization the same across the agencies, it would stand to reason they want to start protecting the confidentiality of the same information to a minimum degree across these agencies. And, you know, we've heard DOE, DHS, HHS, and others have started looking at this, and this could be the first, you know, formal indication that CMMC is coming to these other agencies. Again, just my opinion. That that was just my initial you know, thoughts as I was reading through this. Yeah, no, I had this, you know, the same thoughts. You know, right now, Rev3 is nothing for most folks to worry about, but I, I do definitely encourage folks to go out there, read what they have in there now and and prepare your comments and please submit comments. If there's something that mm -hmm. doesn't make sense, you need something clarified, now is the time to do it in this public comment period. You know, we've talked a lot about, you know, what the changes are and what some of the things our folks should be aware of. I know personally, you know, when we're looking through it, they still have left in some NFO items in the current draft version. So please, everyone, be aware of that. There are still NFOs listed down in the appendix that you as a as an organization need to be aware of. But I don't know, it'll, it'll be interesting. I, I've heard comments are coming in fast and furious since it, it dropped, so we'll see. Yeah, for some of the recommendations for the OSCs out there, th this is good knowledge to have, which is why we wanted to kind of get this out to our listeners. But the main thing is one, go out, review it, ensure if anything confuses you submit a comment so they can clarify it because that's what we really need to be removed from this document is anything that's obscure or straight confusing the other thing is don't wait as you said earlier thomas you need to get in the joint surveillance program really one of the main requirements of that is you must have a direct contract with the dod or be a sub that has the dfar 7012 clauses pushed down to you mm -hmm. so you know, a recommendation, at least from, from me, is get into the joint surveillance program now. Get it knocked out before the CMMC rule itself is complete because there's it's a little more flexible in the joint surveillance program than it is under what we know right now of the current CMMC program that's going to be kicked out. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you can get in, if you're prepared and ready to, to go through one of these assessments, I do highly recommend joint surveillance. A lot of folks have questions around it. Please reach out to us and ask if you do. There are definitely benefits to, to going through it sooner rather than later. Or if you just want to, you know, talk about Southern cooking, I'm here to talk about Southern cooking too, but you know. I wouldn't talk with you about Southern cooking. <laughs> just to kind of wrap this up and, and, and get folks moving. Listen, follow us on LinkedIn. Go out to our, our website, redspin.com. We've got plenty of podcasts like this out there. We've got some white papers, blog papers, all kinds of information for you. But the big thing, as Thomas said, is if you have questions, please reach out to us. It's no 
We're not going to poke fun at you because you don't know something. That's what we're here for. We're happy to share our knowledge and information. We'll give you what we know. We'll also tell you what our opinions are. Not that they matter, but... <laughs> Uh, you know, experience does play a role. Thomas and I have been around the DOD for numerous years and, and you can kind of smell what they're cooking. So thanks, Robin. At the end of the day, this is a journey and it's a journey every single OSC out there is all. And the, the only thing, honestly, that organizations can trip themselves up with is waiting. If you start now, if it's an issue, well, you've already started on the journey. You can work it out. With that being said, Rob, I think we've waxed poetic enough for one day. So I'll throw it back to you. Yeah, so the impacts for your organization going forward are going to be lasting. CMMC is based off NIST 800-171. So when Revision 3 does get approved, it's going to eventually wrap into the program. We're going to follow and monitor this as it, as it unfolds. We'll keep you posted as we move through it. But the main thing is don't let Revision 3 scare you right now. What's really important is for you to review it, go out and make your comments. So with that, thank you guys again for joining us and we'll catch you on the next spin.